G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. So let's get some insights into what's happening on the ground in the US. Tim McDermott is in Minneapolis, very close to where the protest demonstrations have been centred over this past week. Tim McDermott is a former CEO of KSBJ in the US, serving there for 25 years. Now he's Chief Operating Officer at Praise Live in Minneapolis, reaching Minnesota and Dakota and also broadcasting satellite uh, transmission into the Middle East and several African countries. And uh, I want to make a special welcome to Tim McDermott. Tim, welcome along to 2020. Well, Neil, it is good to be with you. I've been to Australia a few times, so I'll say good day to you. Good day. (laughs) Good day to you. Hey, Tim, you're in Minneapolis. That's where all of this started. The nation is in agony right now, and it doesn't look like there are any real solutions inside. Yeah, Neil, it's been something. You know, it's uh, we are located, our radio station where I work is literally, I mean, it is probably about 15 blocks from our door to where George Floyd lost his life. So we are right there, and the protests have been taking place. It, it was so It's so surreal because during the day, when we work there during the day, it seems so peaceful and calm. And then when nighttime falls, I mean, something happens and there's been lots of protests and violence. And it's been really surreal to see streets that I've been traveling the last couple of years here in Minneapolis, to see landmarks, to see things we know, to see them burned down. And um it's been really a mixture. The crowd has been a mixture of not just uh, there's been peaceful protesters who are obviously upset, emotionally upset about what happened. And there's some element of there of just um, the governor's called them anarchists. Uh, people have come in just to, to cause trouble. And people have come in from out of state, other parts of the U.S. have come in and, and they've been you know causing issues. So it's really prompted a response. I'll say right now, this evening, so this is a, a current weather report and here in Minneapolis. There's some major storms brewing right now, so it's, that's one good thing. It will kind of hold things down. The last couple of nights has been more peaceful. They've, the guards come out, our National Guard, the more police officers have come out the last couple of nights to really keep the peace. Curfews are in force in a number of states. I think even where you are in Minneapolis, uh, where it's about 7pm, the curfew would have just come into play. Uh, People have been concerned, of course, that once uh, night falls, that's when the damage uh, begins with the protests uh, ramping up. Is that likely to happen tonight for you? Yes, they actually, they've changed it this evening. They've had a couple of good nights and they've actually... Uh, we'll start the curfew at 10 p.m. tonight, and it goes to 4 o'clock. But you know, it's so funny watching the first couple nights when the curfew was on at 8 o'clock and 7 o'clock. They had it going on for different parts of the counties. But um, people were violating the curfews, and there really wasn't much you know, response from the, from the law enforcement. But then the last couple nights, they've been arresting people who have they've been warned to leave, and they've been warned to get back to, their, to disperse and 
those that have not, they've really re- arrested quite a number of people. So, yes, we have a curfew tonight from 10 p.m. until 4 a.m. That's correct. Uh, Tim, these calls for greater force and uh, even having the military on the streets, uh, not everybody's happy with that. Um, how do you think uh, ordinary Americans are receiving that sort of message? Uh, because obviously law and order is an issue, but then uh, certainly uh, the issues around uh, those uh, those who are causing the violence that obviously needs to be stopped somehow. What are your thoughts about how ordinary Americans are receiving the sort of messages that are coming? I think, Neil, I think it's, it's mixed news. I think there are some people that it's hard not to when you're seeing the businesses uh, that are being destroyed. In fact, um, uh, we work with a church, a church is in downtown Minneapolis, and, and they were saying they, they evacuated, they left, but here their neighbors who actually from a different denomination, it wasn't a Christian faith, a different denomination, people across the street, there were some people about to set that church on fire, and these people actually stopped them from doing that. So you're seeing the community respond in a way that's saying, hey, we're going to take care of this stuff. And uh, I've seen many examples even today of, of people protecting other businesses and responding to really make sure that the violent aspect is is weeded out. So I think it's been a, a mixed response. The protesters they want to res- they want to let their emotions out. They want to know that they're they're um, upset the injustice that's going on, but also the ones where people are damaging property. I think the police have a good handle. What I've what I've seen here from our purview and, and talk to people, it seems like the the ones that are it was, was they cross the line. If you can demonstrate in the U.S. on public property, on sidewalks, even on streets, that's allowed. You can't block streets, but you're, they're allowing some things to go on like that. But once you cross the line and start looting and start damaging things, that's where somebody has to step in. So the law enforcement, what I've seen, they've been trained to step in just when those laws are broken. They've, they've talked about giving grace, about leniency. They know people are upset. They, I've seen pictures where... Uh, and talk to people where you know, the, the protesters are violently upset. They're yelling at police officers. They've shown great restraint. But once they start damaging property, once they cross that line, start looting, that's when law enforcement has, has really done a good job of stepping in. Tim, you mentioned in Minneapolis that story of uh, those people stopping the arson of a church in Minneapolis. Well, we are aware, of course, that the St. John's Church in Washington, D.C. was set on fire. Uh, Overnight, uh, we've seen images of Donald Trump holding a Bible in front of the St. John's Church in Washington, D.C. His critics call it a stunt uh, that plays into the hands of a Christian constituency. I wonder if you've got any thoughts on how the president uh, is handling things here and uh, perhaps uh, the idea of using a Bible and uh, using St. John's Church as a prop. Any thoughts? Yeah, I've heard leaders today talk about that. I've, I've actually watched some of the response from the churches and to go in. I don't know his, his motivation. I, I, you know, I'm just, um, uh, it's easy to, to second guess. I, I've heard even from news reporters tonight, that was his idea. He wanted to go across the street. He wanted to make that stand. I think that's a, uh, and I think there's Christian leaders in our country that that stood and, and and standing by that. I think it's you know I think it's a great when a Bible is is uh, is displayed. I think the Word of God that that's a, a good thing. Whether his motive, I don't know his motive. I think that's uh, if there were things, if people were doing things that were more extreme. My thoughts are if we're even going to the extreme something else that was crazy out there and they were holding up that. But I think it's 
you know, I, I think what's the what's the harm in saying that the, the God is a, the Word of God is the answer? Now, whether it's a publicity stunt or it's elections and politicians, I don't know. I can't comment on that, but I'm I'm grateful that uh, the answer is in Jesus in the Bible. So if someone sees that and reads the Bible, good, I'll say good on them um, for, for doing that. But I I really um, I think there's a lot of criticism today watching the watching the media. Um, it seems like at this point, if it were a, if it were a person that was more respected by the media, I think it would be more embraced. But I think anything President Trump does at this point is considered polarizing. And of course, if we took an opposite view there, we might assume that setting St. John's Church on fire, and as you describe, anarchists trying to set a church on fire in Minneapolis, that that is also a political statement that those protesters might be making. So uh, I guess it's one political statement against another. Uh, Of course, some church leaders have been critical of the use of a Bible and a church as a backdrop and uh, using religion as a prop, as a political tool. But uh, I like uh, your response there, Tim. Tim, let me ask you about George Floyd for a moment. And he, of course... Uh, reportedly a man of Christian faith, and his family has been appealing for calm. Is there anything that you can shed some extra light on on George Floyd and and uh, and his own faith? No, I, I don't. I just, it's so funny that uh, you mentioned my background. I spent 27 years in Houston, and uh, then I've been here in Minneapolis. So it's been I've been in both places in the funeral. Uh, they'll have four services for George, and the first one is I mentioned. Um, it's going to be actually going to be at our next to our radio station here on Thursday, a big memorial service. It's going to be within a few steps of our of our radio station, and then it'll be one in Houston. So, uh, George grew up in the Third Ward, and in Houston, they they uh, have really this is part of this issue of, of systemic uh, racism going on because there are these communities in Houston that are wards, and they they've zoned them off. And so, where George grew up was not a great area of town. In fact, uh, I recall many times. At the radio station, we did special missions projects to the wards because it is very much like a third world country, I'll say, in going to these wards. So uh, the area where George grew up, it's, it's a tough area. It's a tough area. And I'm hearing the same reports you're hearing, too. I, didn't, I don't know George Floyd's family, but hearing reports of his faith and his, 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 his background there. But I know the area of town, there's a lot of great Christian churches in the third ward. Uh, and, and they've done a great job. So I think that's uh, his background. And I think it's I, I, I pray that, um, you know, that, you know, George was was a man of God. I pray that he, he knows the Lord. That I, I love the I saw the beginning um, of the service on Thursday. And, and often you see that um, uh, slogan when, his, when he was laying on the under the knee of the police officer. He said, I can't breathe. And I saw the image that they're getting ready to display Thursday uh, in the sanctuary at the memorial service. It says, I can breathe now. So that George is with the Lord, he can breathe now. So I think that's, uh, there's going to be a lot of people coming out Thursday that really will talk about his faith and his background, what a family man he was. So I uh, know there's a lot of love. And again, that's a, that's a tough part of Houston. Wow. Hey, the idea that communities that are hardest hit, uh, where the protests are happening, are often the communities where those rioters live. And recovery is always a long process. And I wonder whether you've got any thoughts about 
how the rioters targeting their own communities, and they may not recover for years, sometimes even for decades, as I've heard of protests that have happened in past events. What are your thoughts for those areas that are being targeted? It's not just where you are there in Minnesota, but as I understand it, there's been protests in every state around the United States. But uh, those, those in those communities where the protests are happening, they're, they're, they're creating difficulty, aren't they, for their own community? They really are. And that's, that's puzzling. I think that's, you know, it's, it's so hard. I think the, and I've heard folks on watching the folks and talking to people, even our staff. And you know, I'm, I'm a white man, and I, I don't understand all the, I've been, um, you know, I'm in my 50s now, and I think that, they're, these people have been under a lot of ang- a lot of um, discrimination, a lot of injustice for years, and I think what they're telling us is um, it's, it, it's, it makes no sense. But they're, they're emotional right now, and then we're also hearing from our governor that what's going on is he's told us that they're un- they're, this isn't really the people that are doing this, as you're seeing. I've shared before that the fact that there's local people trying to help their own businesses, so there's it's attracting an a- element of people. The, the whatever they call anarchists across the country, they're doing these things, and they're finding it like they're able to do these things now. So um, it's not like they're all from the area. I think that uh, our governor here first thought that most of the people that came to destroy Minneapolis were from out of state, but according to the arrest records, uh, it, it, it was backwards. Most of them were local Minnesotans that were were there, and maybe the tension is built up. And I'll say as bad as that has been. I mean, it makes no sense, I agree, to, to loot your own area. The response of the community has been incredible. So you're seeing large donations come in, millions of dollars to rebuild things. I saw one of the major corporations, your Target, they pledged to rebuild that their store uh, in the area. So there's businesses that are, that are stepping up. There's response from the community that says, we're going to help rebuild this area. This area is called Lake Street is where it took place, all these areas of the second precinct so they're going to actually rebuild and that's the, even it's so funny during the day you almost see the hand of god at work during the day you see these community leaders you see churches you see organizations come together and clean up things during the day sweeping up things rebuilding getting stuff it looks it looks great and then at nighttime is when the havoc comes in so i think it's it's a matter they've done a good job you know, getting that havoc part looted out and then to allow that rebuilding. But it'll take a while. You're right. It'll take a while for these folks. Yet there's churches. This is a chance for the church to respond, to make a difference, and really say, we're going to be there. These people are hurting. And whoever, whoever was caused this problem, we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus to really minister to people during this difficult time. No easy answers. And when people are hurting, there is an opportunity for the local church. Tim, you mentioned Praise Live the studios, the radio ministry that you're a part of, just uh, just near where the memorial service is to be held this week for uh, George Floyd, uh, just steps away. And no doubt people will be looking to praise live for some leadership there. Uh, I did mention that you're broadcasting not only in your state, Minnesota, and also into Dakota, but also uh, into the Middle East, and there are several African nations, something like 21 FM stations. Uh, you're not really, uh, you're not standing still either there. You're, you're actually uh, getting your radio ministry expand, expanding uh, all around the world. Uh, exciting things ahead for you? I, I love it. You know, that's it. What's, what's so cool, I love that our team we have. We have a, a small staff. I love your team there. I know Phil and the team is, you have a great organization, Vision Radio. This is amazing ministry, 30 years and growing and just, the impact has been amazing, and 
it's cool to see the body of Christ rise up. So we're, we have opportunity with our, our radio station and we're going to be out there. We've been, our, our group, our station, we have a very diverse uh, group. And um, in fact, a couple of our leaders, uh, Tanja Ward is on our team and her husband was a big star, American football played in college and bas- NBA basketball player. And we're getting some resources, people like Tony Evans and, and who has a great video out right now, response to it. Also miles McPherson talks about the third option helping people respond. And so it's helping his process of so having some team, mem- team members who are African on our team. And in fact, I talked to our African director today, Joseph Kebbys from Liberia in Ghana. And so this issue, yes, it's U.S., uh, but also there's a worldwide situation going on, too. And we're getting their perspective. So they told us on you know, Thursday, we're going to have this big memorial service. The national media will be in our next to our building, literally steps away. We're just, it's in our parking lot, basically. And we're going to have a prayer station out there. So I'm expecting there'll be thousands of people out there. There's some rumors there might be some political leaders coming to our, coming to the area as well, which may, you know, might cause unrest. I don't know. There's some, some thoughts about this because this is the first big memorial service. So we're going to be out there. We're going to be at bottled water. Uh, we learned from our, our connection in Africa that that's a very important thing. In the African culture, they told us today, our Director said a great way to offer people love and kindness is to give them a bottle of water. So we're going to have bottles of water out there. We're going to offer prayer and offer hope. And in the midst of, uh, we don't know, we're preparing for Thursday to see what happens. We're expecting, again, the media's attention. You'll be able to, this will be a streamed worldwide service. They're telling us it'll be at this uh, college, North Central College, which is our station is not part of the college. We're out on, on the campus right there. And we're right next door to it. So we're going to be right there in the midst of all the action on Thursday. Wow. Well, Tim McDermott, uh, just honor to you uh, for go- for bringing together your team there at Praise Live and local churches and uh, the idea of handing out water and serving those who will be there to remember George Floyd uh, this Thursday, U.S. time. Uh, Tim McDermott, the Chief Operating Officer at Praise Live in Minneapolis. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Well, thank you. Thanks for the invitation again to keep up the good uh, work you're doing in Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.